0: Blog Talk Radio
1: You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at HelpForHD.org. To watch us in person, find Help For HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help For HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.
0: Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This show is made possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals, Neurocrine Biosciences, and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today I have Katie Jackson on with me. For those who don't know Katie, she's the CEO of Help for HD International, um, as well as uh, a caregiver and a mom of children at risk. And we're going to be discussing today the news that was announced um, on Monday, by two different, um, two different companies about trials um, and basically how that affects the community and just really um, delving into the fact that we have support um, and, and it's okay to feel what we do, but we also need to continue to be the fighters that we are. So, Katie, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. So, um, for transparency purposes, guys, this is takes two. We did do a show that was, we were all in our fields, okay? We cried. We uh, we were all upset at the time, but we felt that it was better to come to you guys in a more positive uh, frame, especially me, because <laughs> I was crying last time. So um, we're going to share a little bit about what's going on. Um, let's start with Katie. Let's start with
1: Municure um, and what happened with the news there. Okay, fantastic. So um, I think that Unicure now, I want to like say that there's a lot of, we're going to see a lot of nonprofits and different uh, companies and people coming out talking about this really heavily in the science and, you know, all that. So I would say tune into all that, you know, if you wanna learn more, HD Buzz has already put out amazing articles. And so that's kind of where you wanna go for those informa- that information, that heavy science information. But we're here to talk about the community and support today. So let's start with Unicure, okay? So, so I think there are two points that need to be made um, about Unicure and what was announced. And the first one was that um, they announced that their 12 month safety data in their cohort, um, of the higher dose of the AMT130 um, gene therapy uh, show. Well, wait, wait, sorry. Let's start with the positive news. In the lower dose of the AMT130, it was shown to be tolerable. So they are moving forward. Um, you know, and they are expecting their readouts in 2023. So that that trial is still moving. So now, in their higher dose of the AMT130, they have decided to. Um, to halt it because it actually showed and I don't know quite what this means, but it showed um a, uh, a it was an adverse effect and it was an unexpected and an expected adverse effect effect right um but it did show that, and so what they have decided is to um to halt that uh that higher dose right now while it's still being looked at by their safety boards and things like that so Good news, bad news. Good news: the lower dose is moving forward, um, and hopefully they'll have readouts in 2023. Um, you know, bad news is is that um, you know the the and I'll read exactly the statement because I think it means it's announced 20, the 12 month data on the lower dose of cohort of AMT 130 and Huntington's disease showed an uh, showed investigate gene therapy was generally well tolerated at that dose. With the means of reduction of 53.8% of mutant mutant Huntington's disease observed in the um, cerebral spinal fluid, right? The CSF. So that's positive news. We have to lean on that, you know, and then announced postponed of AMT 130 high dose uh, procedures due to a recent suspected, unexpected, severe adverse reaction of the dose. Lower dose procedures are not affected. And no impact is expected on anticipated data readouts in 2023. So, those are the key points. Um, I, I I think that that one's really we're just going to have to watch. And um, right. So I, I think, think to-
0: what it's what it's talking about is that they had this adverse effect happen in more than one person, and so yes. they have to look at it to make sure that it's not something that is going to cause permanent damage. It's not something that um you know is a serious like adverse effect, you know, because we right. think a serious adverse effect is something that actually does damage versus something like all medications cause headaches, nausea, vomiting, you know, we see those. Correct.
1: Things, sure. so they just have yeah. to evaluate yeah. that. So it's and not it's terrible like three, It's three patients, right? I think right. out of 14, um, you know, I, it happened in Europe and the U- U.S., um, and it's it's you know I, from what I've heard it's linked to headaches and and you know inflammation so it's just watching and from what I understand the patients are recovering and doing well um, at this time so I don't think they're in any any immediate danger I mean I, I I think we would know if they were so
0: that's great news that's you know that that nobody is is permanently affected that everybody is recovering um, frustrating for sure. Um, but not terrible news, like bearable for sure. Um, Novartis was a little more unsettling for me, a little more disappointing. Um, Katie, I'm going to have you
1: explain the Novartis stuff. So Novartis um, temporarily has suspended the dosing of the Vibrant study, which was looking at the branablam um, in adults with HD as a possible therapy and uh, treatment. So their decision to uh, postponed the, the the trial was made by the independent data uh, monitoring committee right uh, the DMC which is actually in our world kind of we we think is the enemy right They keep shutting down trials on us but they're actually not it's very important they're very important these safety data review boards are incredibly important for tolerability and safety and we're thankful for them but unfortunately for us, um, this is the second trial, as we know, Genentech and now um, Novartis, that the DMC has come in and recommended um, that it is time to to help the trial. And, um, you know, this was due to, to neuropathy, peripheral neuropathy. Um, what does that mean? You know, a peripheral neuropathy, you know, is, a, is an injury of the nerves, right, located outside of the brain um, and the spinal cord. So what does that mean? We don't know yet that's another thing we have to wait and see you know all the data is going to have to be reviewed and looked at by Novartis and other parties and I'm I'm sure the FDA is going to get involved and um, so I think this is going to take a lot of time that's me as a community member not as a scientist or regulatory agent you know agent me saying just from a lay person that I I would assume this would take quite a bit of time because we've seen it with Genentech take quite a bit of time.
0: Well and you know, if you're like me, you're sitting there going, well, I would take peripheral neuropathy over, you know, Huntington's, but what they have to make sure is that this is not the beginning of something that could be more serious. Um, So they're stopping it because as as Katie just said, it's it's the damage of nerves um, outside of the brain and spinal cord, correct? So they have to make sure that doesn't go beyond that in that you know, that it's not more serious than, than it sounds. Um, so we have to be grateful for that part of it, because obviously we want them to be safe. This is why, you know, if we're taking on the risk of being in a clinical trial, we have to be willing to to put up with, with them stopping things if they see an adverse effect. But definitely disappointing. Um, you know, yeah. anytime we have something that's suspended or halted, it's very disappointing news. And... You know, I I definitely want to stress that people are not alone in that. I feel it, too. My stressing is, you know, really bad right now. But, um, But we also need to be grateful for the fact that they did stop it as early as they did when they found out. And I think that Novartis did a really good job of contacting people through the coordinators first and then getting it out to the community in a way where we would understand and also saying, look, this is what we're experiencing. We're being transparent. We don't have everything now, but once we do, we'll get everything to you. So I am very grateful for that. Um, so, you know, I, I want you guys to focus on the positives. I know that it's really hard sometimes. <laughs> I know how I felt when when I first heard the news, um, but it's also, really important to focus on the positives. And Katie's going to actually give us some positives today cuz she helped me the other day when I was struggling with, you know, and when I was sitting there going like what's the point in this and what's the point in what we're doing and what's the, you know, and I was literally in my feelings crying just um so upset um as a gene positive pre symptomatic person. So she really helped to lift me up and so I'm going to have her share some of the good news that we're hearing out of other things. Um, so you guys know that this doesn't stop research. This isn't we're not starting over. We do have things that were further along that are still going on. Um, these are just two things that are, you know, right here, here's some research, and we still have
1: all of this other stuff going on. So Katie, go ahead and share all of that with us. Yeah, I think that. You know, I, we talked a lot yesterday on the show and I, I wish I could like bring in some of that show because it was, you know, if it was emotional, it'd be too hard for people to listen to a lot of it. But um, I think that, uh, you know, some things that we could bring in from, from the last show is that, you know, one thing that we talked about was that, um, you know, we do have a clinical study that is a phase three, fully enrolled, um, you know, that's proof HD, right? Prolinia, um, we're waiting, um, you know, till the first quarter of next year for these um, read, these readouts to go, you know, to the FDA. So we are, that is like the closest trial we have right now. That is, it. it is the closest one. Um, uh, and, you know, there's years and years and years of data um, and and safety and tolerability, you know, data um, on pro-dopamine. And so I, right away, uh, when Lauren and I talked, I put up the uh, prolinea overview that they did at the last Hype, which was just a couple weeks ago. So it's very new information, very fresh. Dr. Michael Hayden did that for us. So that is up on YouTube. You can go look up Proof HD. Um, another thing, you know, we have, you know, PPC, we have Spark, we have Enax, and we have all these different companies coming in. But then we also have an amazing company, um, all, you know, not they all are, that they're working on HD. We are so thankful. Um, uh, but we have Sage. And And Sage Therapeutics, um, you know, is they did a community announcement this morning. So I'm really glad that we have uh, pulled back and we did this show today um, because we didn't have the community response yesterday when we did the show that we got today. And so, you know, Sage um, is investigating, you know, um, Sage 718 as a potential therapy. They're looking at cognition, executive function, things like that. And so they have this like study called the Surveyor. Um, and so the surveyor com, um, trial um, just and perspective is is the program right the perspe- perspective program surveyor to me is really kind of interesting because they're using AI driving simulators um, all these different tools with the technology that we have today to really look at someone's executive functioning is it their driving improving is their daily life function improving for them really to understand. Um, what Sage Seven One Eight is actually doing, so that's really cool to me. I think we'll get better data to see um, using AI and technology, um, uh, and and you know, uh, getting a lot more out of that. So they have launched the surveyor, um, you know, uh, and this is a phase two trial, and so it is it's moving forward. It's positive, um, you know, the open label. is starting to st- it's starting to enroll in North America. Um, so, so moving forward, pushing on, um, you know, we have lots of companies that that are moving forward and not halted. And then I, I believe the companies that are halted are still looking at HD and they're still trying to figure out, um, you know, what went wrong and how to possibly, you know, one uh, continue on making things safer. Seeing there's nothing there was actually it was like just you know was it due to the drug and the therapy was it not you know moving forward with a different direction, or even the same direction with different protocols, or maybe stopping, but when they stop they've learned something and hopefully the next one of these other trials have learned as well from them, that's what we always say, you know. It doesn't make it less disappointing, it's just, unfortunately, that's science. but I do think for the community, um, you know, what Lauren and I was talking—we were talking about yesterday—is our community is very unique in the fact that we are very tight, and a lot of us are generational tight. We've—we've um, we've actually, unfortunately, seen our 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 you know friends, husbands, and wives died, parents died. Now they have children, they're testing, their children are testing. So we're seeing we're going generation after generation and. And as sad as that is and heartbreaking, um, we also are very, very, very close because of it. Um, and we definitely are a community that has each other's backs. And so I feel like, you know, when we get news like this, it definitely, uh, like Lauren and I were talking, it brings up grief and especially like the anticipatory grief. I think that's the hardest grief that we deal with um, at, at, you know, especially someone, Lauren, I think you could probably attest this being gene positive having, you know, non-symptomatic or prodromal where you anticipate everything in the future and you grieve it. And um, and I think something like this just really pushes anticipatory grief on people hard. They anticipate their future, their children's future, their siblings' futures, um, their parents' futures, and with no hope. This is gone. We have no hope. So it even makes that grief harder. So I think, one, um, redirecting and knowing there is hope there is still hope out there. The peop- industry are still moving forward, um, and then we are still taking action um, as community together. Action is still being taken. Action has not been lost. Um, and when you need above the clinical trials and the data and the action and the FDA and all that, you just need your friends. Call your HD friends. Like they they know what to say. We know what to do. We know we don't even have. Sometimes we don't have to speak to each other. It's like hey. Hey, you know, Um, and so, and that's just like just that hearing that other person's voice and and emotion and knowing it, that's, that's huge and that's important. So, um, and that's something we definitely have. If you don't have that, um, reach out and find your support groups, find your community. There's, there's virtual support groups. Um, There's now some in-person support groups are going back. Um, Of course, there is Facebook and social media and all that kind of stuff. And, um, but reach out to your community and, and your community will be there. I guarantee you it's, it's the HD community. We always are.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I think what Katie was saying too, I, I think it's a, it's a really hard hit for those who are, um, who are gene positive, pre-symptomatic or in that prodromal stage and, and early um, HD, because you feel like you're running out of time, right? That's how I felt. I felt like, oh gosh. Now we've we we are literally going back. We're having a setback again, which means losing more time, and um, it's hard. Every time that happens to us, it's a really hard thing because um, it brings up the feelings from the Roshan Genentech thing. It brings up those that anticipatory grief of well, then I've run out of time. Um, there's not going to be something for me. I'm not going to be here for my kids, that type of thinking. And it's hard to come out of that. And I don't want to invalidate any of those feelings because they're valid. It's okay to feel that way. Trust me. I started eating my ice cream sandwich and, um, you know, I called Seth and found out he was eating cookies and, you know, it kind of what you were just saying, Katie, like we both got it. So, um, this we're on the same page, in that we're feeling those things and and just being able to reach out to somebody and go, "Hey, you know, I feel this way too. You're not alone." Our community is really, really good about that um, so please feel free to reach out and and Katie, I've actually mentioned something on our on the show that we did previously about um doing a special support group um uh, for gene positive presymptomatic prodromal early HD to really discuss this and really um, be able to connect because you need to have those HD friends, those people who understand more than anybody else. Um, And so I think that's something that we need to look into and offer. Um, But if there's one thing that that we can share with you today, it is that you have support. It is there. We're here. We're telling you right now. We're feeling it. And you know, reach out if you need to. And two, if you need something to hold on to, we still have research to hold on to. So do not give up. Do not feel like this is, you know, just another hit that we, you know, can't come up from. We always come back. That is what we do in the HD community. We take the hits, we keep on going. We have our bad day, we keep getting up. I actually found a song this morning um, titled Warrior. And I was like, huh, that's perfect. Um, And I have been listening to it all, all morning um, in order to pick myself back up. But yeah, that's what we got to do. Pick ourselves back up. Remember, there's still things that are even closer than what these two trials are focusing on, and they're not completely giving up.
1: So it's just a wait and see pattern, which we're really good at. So yeah, and I, and then, you know, kind of a little, you know, going back in history, I remember, you know, a, over a decade and a half ago when I started advocating for Huntington's, I remember that there was, you know, we were going to clinical trial, you know, like uh, education meetings, things like that. And they were talking about CoQ10 and they were talking about creatine and they're talking about dynabomb medication, uh, vitamins, blueberries. They were talking about blueberries. Yes, yes um, I remember.
0: You know? And I remember going and buying blueberry juice and like having it, it in there so I could yeah. drink a little bit every single day. Yeah. Totally. I
1: I, would, I went to Costco and bought so many dried out blueberries and I was like shoving them down my husband's throat, right? <laughs> like just try it. Please just try to eat as much as you can. And And, you know, because I was young, I was scared. I was, Huntington's was new to me and I didn't want my husband to go through what his father went through. And so I was doing, we we were doing anything we can, right? And that's an, you know, I remember going to these meetings and going like, you know, you can buy this on the shelf. You know, like I could go buy creatine and I can give it to him and, and all this. And I know it was different, you know, kinds and all this, but whatever. So, but now we're talking about gene therapy. Now we're talking about stem cells. Now we're talking about, Fingering, slicing, we're talking about, you know, this, th- we are in a new age of, of technology and new kind of uh, way of looking. I mean, we have a study now that's looking at AI and simulated driving and really understanding um, what goes on with cognitive function. I mean, this was, this is all new stuff and and new things are coming. And so I try to, I'm coming on my husband's death anniversary in 13, uh, 15 days. It'll be three years of him passing. And I try to not think of this trial, these trials failing, as if there's never going to be anything for my kids, just like there was nothing for him. Like I am trying to think of how much the clinical trials have changed in just a decade and half, just 16 years, how much it has changed and how advanced it is. And um, so I have to, and I have to believe that this change is going to have outcomes. I was talking to my mother, who I was very upset when this happened, and my mother said something. She said, it's really interesting because this has been talked, and my mom brought it up, and my mom doesn't know any of this, but she said, some people sit back and hope for an end, and then some people take action, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what my friends in the HD community are talking about, mom, and so I want you, the the hope Hold tight to the hope of this new technology, these new things, and take action and speak about it. Go to these companies and talk, you know, these stem cell companies, these different regenerative medicine companies, these gene therapy companies. Talk about Huntington's, talk about the way you're feeling, talk, take action, and let's move the needle.
0: And for those who feel like you can't, right? You've already got too much on your plate. You're a caregiver or you're somebody who is with somebody who's very, sick. And you just can't realize that there are those of us in the community who are doing that. We are literally going and talking and being part of advisory boards, having FDA listening sessions, having all of these things. And we take what you tell us is a problem. And we go and say, look, this is what we're experiencing. And this is what we need in the community. And something has to change. So I don't want you to feel like if you don't have the energy to do it, that nobody's going to to be there to give your voice. If you contact me, if you contact some one, another advocate in the community and say, I just don't have the bandwidth to do it myself, but could you share this? We will do it because we're it's we're constantly working in the background um, mm-hmm. to to bring along change. Because you're right, Katie, things are going faster than ever with technology and with research, and we want it to go faster, and it could but we also have to be a part of that. And so, you know, we need that feedback to share with the pharmaceutical companies, with the FDA, with all of these things. So, you know, that's why your voice is so important and that's why everybody's voice is so important. And, um, and do not think that any of us are giving up because we are not, we may have a bad day and sit back for a second and go, man, this sucks, but we are still fighting and still pushing and, um, and we will get to where we want to be. Yeah, and 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 I, I,
1: I, yeah, and there is, like, there is also, you know, and and you could contact Lauren and I, there are dockets, like, the FDA does have dockets. If you're just sitting at home, you don't, you you know, you don't have the energy. There is, like, if you think of something, you can go on your computer and type on the docket, and there are places you can communicate that are easier from home, and then, you know, because not everyone can do uh not everyone can uh you know travel and go and talk. It's too hard. Um but there are things that we all we all can do and um and I I, I think there's I rarely share uh these kind of stories, but I I was um when these trials kind of started coming out again like in 2021 um you know I started getting I'm sure Lauren you did too we started getting a lot of phone calls and people were very upset and they were confused and they wanted you know is this 2021 all over again and and it's not it's different um but because like what we were talking about genentech was phase three we could feel it we could touch it it was there I mean we were looking at like you know how is it how are we going to get access to this drug for people we were talking about drug access right like that's how close we were um we're you know we, we not that this is not upsetting it is but you know I mean we were so close with Genentech it was a huge blow um and but I think you know there's there's this quick story I'll leave you on and I won't get into all the crazy details but my my little brother has cystic fibrosis and I say my little brother but he's 30 and we've been fighting you know he's diagnosed as a little baby and and my mom has been his amazing best advocate his whole life and has fought for him so hard and he is you know, we told the 15 was the age he was going to die. My brother was going to die at 15 years old, period. And, um, you know, there were new therapies with Palmazine that genentech came out with and all these other things. My brother is 30 years old. He is alive. He's getting married. He just got engaged. He's, he's played rugby for his college. But a couple of years ago, right, during the pandemic, my brother got a, a, um, got a, a virus in his lungs. And it's very common for people with 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 cystic fibrosis, and these viruses kill them. They do. They they will kill them. And this was a vibe My my brother got it, um you know something in his lung, then bacteria and a virus. There was a whole bunch of things going on, and um, my brother was it. My brother went very dark because they basically said we can't do anything about this. My sister, who is a scientist, um, uh, she is a she is a she's a brilliant scientist, went and started looking at clinical studies and she found a small little clinical study that no one really knew about. And it was in like four states away. My brother can't get on a plane and cystic fibrosis, we're in a pandemic. My brother drove back and forth to Denver, Colorado and was a part of this little study and they didn't even think. So the study, they pulled it because of money and, um, and quit doing the study because during the pandemic. Well, then my brother went to his office in, um, in uh, here in San Francisco, California, to do his, you know, his, 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 uh, um, his appointment with his pulmonologist and the bacteria and the virus was gone. The clinical trial worked. Wow. My brother was, was very dark. He was going to, I mean, he was, he was like, I'm going to die now. I I worked so hard. You know, I did the, the vertech drug was coming out, you know, all this stuff was coming out that was going to, you know, how my brother lived to be, you know, a hundred. Right. And now he got this horrible thing. And then he did a clinical trial and he's gone. He's his, you know, all of his lung functions are up. He is, you know, so healthy and he's, he's thriving and he's just amazing. And the clinical trial works. This was like a phase one. So never give up on what comes. Things can come. Yeah. And it could come out of nowhere. But I also agree, don't sit back and just kind of, you know, my, my, my family, unfortunately had to fight very hard because we would have never known about a trial that was, you know, eight states away from us. Right. We didn't take, you know, crazy action as, as a um, now, you know, Huntington's families, I, I, there is nothing like that out there. We would know about it and we'd be all on our way, um, you know, um, but that, but we are, that doesn't mean that's not going to happen.
0: Right, and we don't know what's going to happen right now. You know, nothing has been terminated uh, officially; it's all suspended, um, right. so they can look at it and see. Um, and so we need to to keep that in mind. And what a, an amazing story too, just of even when the person is sick and is in a dark place, and really seeing their family to kind of take on that that role of continuing to, to go. And that we, that's what we need in the HD community too. like think about that person. If they feel like they're giving up, you really need to be that person to to keep them going because it's not over for us guys. We've got plenty. We have a phase three, you know, that's still really good, really good data. We have these other things. So as Katie said, like, this is not it. Um, And we need to hold on to that. And there are things, you know, Katie mentioned the, the docket for FDA. Um, there are other things that you can do as well. Um, if you don't want to do with FDA, like you can, you can reach out to pharmaceutical companies and email and, and all of that. They will, they will get it. So don't be afraid to do that. Um, you know, also realize that our, we are a really, really lucky community because of the fact that our organizations all care about us and truly work together to make sure that we in the community are getting the support and things that we need. Um, So you could reach out to any one of the PhD organizations right now and they will help you. And that's huge. Um, So definitely don't be afraid to reach out if you need to, to, you know, to somebody if you're, if you're still struggling or, you know, if you need a, a pick me up. Seriously, email me. I'm happy to send you stuff, um, but I definitely know, too, what it feels like to just need that day to kind of stress eat and curse the world and <laughs> then come back, yeah. right? And then you put on the, the warrior music and your fight song, and you keep on going. So that's kind of what we got to do. That's what we do in the HD community. We pick each other up, and we we keep going and encouraging, And um, and our researchers are part of that, guys you know they need us to to be there for them as well and realize like we're we're in with them we they can't do this without us so um and we can't do it without them and so we need to really make sure that we are um that they know that we're still very invested in this and um so they so they don't give up either yeah so. You guys hang in there for sure. Katie, do you have
1: anything else that you want to say before we say goodbye today? I just think the whole reaching out, I think, I think if you can find, you know, um, if you can't, you know, travel, you can't leave the the house very often because you're a caregiver or you're a loved one that, you know, you're, you're someone who can't travel, find a virtual support group, get involved. Your community is going to get you through so much. And if for some reason this radio show found you and you aren't involved in like following, um, you know, on social media or following on websites, other H D organizations, we're always putting out stuff. So, you know, the press release, the stage press release is up on help for HD's website right now. You can go read the whole entire thing, the community response, you know, um, I think sometimes bad news finds us very fast and good news has a harder time. And so, um, you know, getting, getting involved and really, um, you know, being being a part of the community is is sometimes really hard but also it has more benefit than it does risk because the risk is yes you you may see a friend struggle or you may see you know you're going to see a lot of pain and heart but heartache but then the benefit is you have the most amazing strongest community your army behind you that's going to be there through thick and thin and understand so get involved find your community let us be a part of your journey Um, just like we want you to be a part of ours.
0: Absolutely. You guys make sure that you continue to tune in. You know, we share more than research. We share all types of resources. That's the case for um, many of the organizations. We're actually going to have HD Buzz come on. Um, If you don't know, we are currently doing like a monthly roundtable with HD Buzz. So they will be coming on to discuss um, not only this, but also, you know, HD has a whole body disease and as doing biomarkers and things like that. We are monthly focusing on a topic, but we will definitely address this from the research side and more scientific side. Um, but you can tune in to HDSA is having a webinar tomorrow on this, so I would recommend you know you listen to that um, as it will be more educational and scientific. Um, we wanted to really approach this as we get it, we you know we feel it, and um, and so. Um, that's why our show is is this way, but we want to encourage you to definitely use all of the resources that are out there. Make sure that you're staying up to date on things because it's really important to stay up to date on what's going on. Um, but yeah, make sure to keep tuning in to, to see what's going on next and to our next shows. And, um, we love you guys and take care. Thank you, Lauren.
1: Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.helpforhd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications. What if you could have a career?